Welcome to ASRM Today, a podcast that takes a deeper dive into the current topics in reproductive medicine. I'm Jeffrey Hayes, and today on the show, I'm speaking with Lucky Seacon. We're at ASRM 2023, and uh, this is all about using social media to empower patients and digital myths. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Wonderful. So how did you get interested in reproductive medicine? I think that I've always been interested in topics concerning reproductive medicine and women's health. I grew up in, you know, a household filled with women. I have sisters, lots of girl cousins, and it was always a very open environment where we talked about issues surrounding women's health. And then when I became interested in the field of medicine, I just naturally gravitated towards becoming an OBGYN. I think I just found it to be so dynamic. I love the combination of medicine Mm -hmm. and all of the surgical aspects to the specialty. And specific to reproductive medicine, I loved how fast-paced everything Mm. was in terms of the developments. You know, really was invented in like the 70s and 80s. And since then, we've come such a long way. A lot of my mentors talk about having single-digit success rates. Mm -hmm. And I can't imagine working in that in in that environment. Um, Now I call patients and tell them they're pregnant all the time. So I feel really fortunate to be in such a fast-paced field where things are always improving. Yeah. Do you find it it, sometimes though it can get a little harried as far as like just the pace of it, like as as the research comes out and things are changing? I mean, for instance, right now I'm I'm working on probably uh, 17 documents, both, you know, for ethical and practical considerations, you know, coming out from ASRM. I think it's exhilarating and exhausting all at once, (laughs) but I think the reason why you you brought me on to talk is that, you know, we want to talk about social media. And I think that's one of the reasons why Mm -hmm. reproductive medicine lends itself well to social media, because you can give those real time, minute to minute updates about what is the latest research coming out and kind of dispelling fact from fiction, because there are a lot of add-ons or a lot of things that get introduced into practice, almost kind of, it's like experimentation. And so it's really striking the balance between what is evidence-based and Mm -hmm. what have we really studied properly before applying to patient care versus like what is out there and buzzy and sexy and, you know, something that's being driven by what the patients are asking their doctors for. Absolutely. Utility. Uh, You know, what then are some, because I I imagine that you probably get a lot of questions about, you know, people feel nervous maybe about engaging with social media. They're not quite sure how to engage with it, especially with their own practice and in dealing with patients. Uh, Do you have some tips for people about how to get started? Yeah, I think um, a lot of doctors are starting to experiment with it more and they're starting to see the utility, but it's really only been a thing in the last five years or so, and it's moving very quickly, just like everything else in our field. But I I think a lot of people stop themselves from engaging because they only look at the negatives. Mm -hmm. So my first piece of advice is be open-minded because it's very easy as someone who's been academic and, you know, there's been always a certain decorum in being a doctor and, you know, maintaining a certain distance. And I think social media makes people feel like they're really letting their guard down. Mm -hmm. Um, It can be perceived as not being as professional Mm -hmm. and there can be a lot of discomfort around that. But I think being open-minded and looking at it as an opportunity for growth and learning at Mm -hmm. a stage in your career where you might've felt like you've already kind of gone through your residency and fellowship, but this is like another form of training. And I think it's what you're already doing every day when you're talking to patients, you're talking to lay people and you're taking really complicated topics 
and you're making it more accessible, hopefully you're doing a good job of really communicating it clearly and in a simple way without medical jargon. So if you're already doing that, that's like more than half of the battle. You just have to take that and say, okay, how can I answer a simple question my patient asks me in a simple way, but instead of talking to my patient directly, I'm talking to my phone camera and I'm gonna take this video and put it out there so that I can help more than just my patients. I can help other people that are looking for for good information. Mm -hmm. So my advice is be open-minded, keep it simple. Don't overwhelm yourself Mm -hmm. by having really unrealistic high standards or expectations of yourself. Mm -hmm. And it's just like learning everything else that you've learned in the clinical realm. It's Mm -hmm. baby steps and you have to start with just putting yourself out there and trying and, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to learn as much as you can. And when you say you want people to try, are there some examples of apps or websites that they can use? Yeah. I mean, I think the big apps are Instagram, Mm -hmm. TikTok. There's also things like Twitter, which is now called X or Threads, which is like the Twitter version on Instagram. LinkedIn, Mm -hmm. there's YouTube. So there is more than one way to put yourself out there when it comes to social Mm -hmm. media. And you can try experimenting with all of them. And Mm -hmm. if one resonates or sticks, then that works great. For me personally, it's Instagram. I have found that to be the most Mm user-friendly. And when I first started posting, it was like a lot of just like a picture, Mm -hmm. a picture with a caption, you Mm -hmm. know, keep it simple. But then you can start venturing into creating more visually engaging content. So like reels are really great because Instagram will push them out to their users and you can get a, a wider reach. And always remember, you know, your your core focus here should be, your leading principle, your guiding principle should be trying to help spread good information. Mm-hmm. And with that comes a lot of benefits. If you stick mm-hmm. to that guiding principle, I feel like you won't be led astray. I think um, there can be, you know, the murky side of things, which is like, if you're trying to market something, maybe you don't know everything there is to know about a product, you want to be careful about getting involved in like partnerships and monetization of your account because I think you can't put a price on integrity Mm -hmm. and you just want to make sure that you're representing your true values. And the way I lead is just trying to educate and give good information that -hmm. that is fact, Mm evidence-based. And from there, there are a lot of positives which we can benefit from. You know, it's great marketing for your practice gets your name out there, patients find you. But if you're just doing a good job and doing the right thing, that's the first step. Have you found that patients sort of feel more comfortable then if, if they found you through Instagram yeah. or, or something like that? Like there's some sort of new, this is sort of this like new level of, of trust. Almost. Yes, yes, definitely. I think the number one thing that delays people from initiating care is that they're scared and anxious, Yeah. right? So they are worried about what, their experience will be when they come in for a consultation and what they'll be told, I feel like it helps people let their guard down because they've already seen what your office looks like. They, they know how you sound. They kind of understand your personality a little bit more. It definitely raises their comfort level and allows them to kind of be more trusting and open and less anxious. And that in turn allows them to process information better and get more out of their consultation. I really think it's a, a win-win. Yeah. How can people get in touch with you? 
Well, they can find me on Instagram at lucky.secon, S-E-K-H-O-N. I'm on TikTok as Dr. Lucky Eggs. <laughs> Lucky.secon was already taken, uh, believe it or not. Yeah, I think, you know, you can DM me. I'm always open to giving advice and collaborating. I think mm-hmm. a lot of these apps have great features where you can collaborate with other creators and other doctors. And I work at RMA of New York. That's where I see patients as a clinician. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm based out of New York City. Wonderful, wonderful. And we'll make sure to, uh, we'll link to anything that's been mentioned here in our show notes so that people can just click on it and and go from there. I, I don't want to take up any more, any more of your time. We're, of course, here at ASRM 2023 in New Orleans, and it's just, it's a very busy time. And it's also near the end of the day. So I'm sure that everybody is, is kind of gearing to, to make that transition out. But uh, thank you so much for being able to come on the show. Thank you for having me. I'd love to be back, and it's been a wonderful meeting so far. It's been great to meet you. Well, I'm going to hold you to it then. Okay, we're going to have to have to bring you back. Uh, as always, you can contact us ASRM at ASRM.org. And until next time, I'm Jeffrey Hayes, and this is ASRM Today. This concludes this episode of ASRM Today. For show notes, author information, and discussions, go to ASRMToday.org. This material is copyrighted by the American Society for Reproductive Medicine and may not be reproduced or used without express consent from ASRM. ASRM Today Series podcasts are supported in part by the ASRM Corporate Member Council. The information and opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of ASRM and its affiliates. These are provided as a source of general information and are not a substitute for consultation with a physician.